What is up, my friends and fellow busy bees? Welcome to the final episode of 2023, which is a year in review, looking at the milestones, some analytics, and just taking a look back over the year that we just somehow got through. Apparently, it's been a whole year since I did this last episode. Kind of crazy to think about. (laughs) This has truly been the quickest year that has ever gone by in my life. I was putting together a little 2023 recap post to put on Instagram and I was having to look back through my camera roll. Thank God I'm a content creator and so I take photos and videos of every goddamn thing I do in my life because I could not even remember like half of the things that we had done this year. It just went by so fast. I feel like the first half felt like there was a lot going on so it kind of slowed down time a bit and I had a bunch of things that I was like looking forward to, you know, when you have trips booked and stuff like that. So it felt like time wasn't going slow, but it was definitely going slower. And then by the end of the summer until now, it feels like it was like three days ago. It's something that I'm sure so many people are saying. I think every year you start to feel like the year is going by faster and faster. But like the reality of it when it starts to actually happen is kind of scary. But once I put together that post after looking through my camera roll, I was reminded of all the great things that I did, all the places I visited, all the experiences I had and people I got to see. So if you're feeling like your year also passed you by in the blink of an eye, if you are someone who keeps those kind of mementos, I encourage you to go take a trip down memory lane through your camera roll and just check out all the things that you did this year. So for this episode, I like to do this once a year. I did it last year as well. And it's kind of, it's more for me to be honest, because I want to be able to look back in the long term to see my growth and have these different milestones that I've hit kind of marked down in time. In theory, it would be great to be able to do this in a journal, but I just don't find that I maintain those long term enough to do it. So you get to join me in my free flowing thoughts that I want to solidify in time for 2023 and my thoughts on everything that happened. And I went back and listened to last year's episode earlier today to just remind myself of what kind of analytics I was mentioning and take note of the numbers so that I could do a little comparison in today's episode. And I gave a disclaimer on that one and I'm going to do it again today. If you are someone, and you know yourself best, if you're someone who finds yourself getting really down in the dumps and comparing yourself to people a lot and just feeling shitty as a result of it, I'm going to recommend that maybe today's episode is not for you. That's not to say that I have had such crazy, overwhelming success this year and I'm just like so high on my high horse, but I know for myself when I get into that mentality... I can pinpoint every little thing that is like different from me or quote unquote better than my current situation, which are assumptions that are obviously based in very limited information anyways, but I can start to compare myself and then that doesn't feel good and it sends me down in like a very negative path in my mind. So if you are someone who has the tendency to do that kind of thing too, maybe you just skip today's episode because I don't want, especially at the end of the year when this is all about, you know, a renewal, a new beginning, looking back and appreciating the year that you had, having the holiday time and everything, you know, kind of it's hopefully on a positive note. I don't want that to be hindered at all and especially by me. So I'll leave it to you. 
But if you have found that you have that pattern, just I'll see you next week. And we'll talk about new beginnings and things that we can look forward to improving in the new year. But if you stick around, I hope that you can celebrate with me and get some insight into the things that I like to keep track of for my business purposes, for my planning and kind of goal setting that I do, because this is the stuff that gets me so energized after going back to last year's episode and just looking at the things that I've done this year. It really put me into like go mode for next year and the things that I want to get accomplished. I filled in my calendars of all the different things that I want to do, filled in any customs I have booked out. Like I've got my shit together and got organized, which is amazing. I'm glad I found that energy to do so because the last couple weeks I hadn't been finding it. And I usually ideally like to start my goal planning for the following year at the beginning of December because I find around the times of the holidays and then New Year's it starts out that I'm just like taking some time off for the holidays and so being a little bit lazier and I'm not in that mindset and then I'm starting to indulge more you know I'm eating more baked goods we're going to all these parties with friends so maybe drinking more and doing these things that aren't like conducive to my body feeling good in the long term So then I start to feel a little bit blah, and then I'm like, "Eh." you know, I'm not in the mindset of like accomplishing goals and getting shit done. And then once we get to like the new year, then it's kind of like almost the opposite where I'm overwhelmed with all the like content of people being like, new year, new you, let's do it. Like, what are you going to accomplish? You know, I love me a good motivational quote and some like raw rawing behind me. That's why I bring it to the podcast here and I try and be your biggest, bestest cheerleader ever. But To me, it kind of feels like a little bit, it's probably some good thing. This is probably like the little bad guy on my shoulder that this is coming from, but it feels a little bit inauthentic to me when it comes from people who are just like talking shit all year about everything in the world and everyone and like just super negative. And then on like December 29th to January 2nd, they're like, oh my God, be the best you and like all this inspiring stuff when like they're always just kind of like making me feel shitty throughout the year otherwise. I don't know if that's just me. Regardless, I find that early December is a good quiet time when things are kind of ramping down a bit so I can start to just plan ahead and not feel rushed into thinking up goals that I have or what I want to aspire to do. But it didn't happen that way this year and that's fine as well. I do have some previous episodes that I did last year that was all about goal setting. Again, it felt so recently that I'm not going to go over those strategies again because I feel like it was yesterday that I did it. But if you are interested in going back and taking a look at that, I do go over the way that I set goals. I actually have like two different styles that I discuss, one more specifically for business and then one just in my overall life. So if you are interested, so if you are interested, that is episode 27 and 28, setting goals for the new year, part one and part two. And then again, if you're looking for some of that like motivational kind of stuff to get you ramped up for the new year, go back and check out the episodes that I did early last year as well, because I like to kind of tailor the content for the time of year that it's coming out and batch it in that way. So episode 32 is setting expectations for you and your business. That's a great episode to go back to for the new year and starting things out on a positive note. The upcoming episodes that I'll be posting in the coming weeks will be around that similar theme or vibe to really set you, hopefully, up for success in the new year. 
And that's all I have to say about that. So 2023, let's first go over some of the ebbs and flows of the year and what that looked like for me. So the kind of biggest thing that happened to me, to us, me and my husband this year was we got our puppy Yukon. He is now just over one year old and I don't know if any of you have ever had a puppy or have gotten a puppy recently, but like people are kind of low key about the amount of time and effort that goes into it, I feel. And they don't really talk about how much fucking time it takes to properly train a puppy and like have them act the way you would want them to act. So to be honest, that was like a huge part of my year. I obviously work from home. I work for myself. So I have a lot of flexibility, which is amazing. But that also means that I'm the one who's kind of always available if need be. So I did a lot of the training and just day-to-day maintenance and care of Yukon while my husband was working either from home as well or in the office. And especially for the first half of the year, it kind of felt like a full-time job sometimes. And that definitely affected my year in terms of I can see when I look at my income, when I look at the growth that I had in those months, I can tell that my time was taken up by something and that was what it was. I was just, you know, for the first little while not sleeping full nights. And then there was like a lot of frustration that went into the training and taming of a freaking 100 pound puppy. He's better now after getting him neutered. If anyone has a dog out there, especially a male dog, especially a large breed dog or an Arctic dog, I feel like they are one of the ones that are up there when it comes to being a little bit harder to, again, I'm going to use the word tame. After we got him neutered, it, it I truly can't emphasize how much of a difference it made. So if anyone out there is currently struggling, just know that when that happens, in theory, that should make the difference for you. It's also probably the age that they're at when you do that. They just kind of inherently chill out a bit. But now is great. We are at an amazing rhythm. He is awesome. He doesn't act out, knock on wood, all that much. And things are great. But it did require a lot of that upfront effort and consistency and training. And he is really well trained now, which is great. But again, like the amount of time that I needed, I'm like, if I had a full-time job, I don't think we would have been able to get to this point. But who knows? I guess I'll never know. So finding a balance with that and with him and also with just the routine of working from home, but also having him at home and what that looks like and wanting to make sure that he wasn't so used to someone always being home because there could be a point in the future when both my husband and I are working at an office and he'd have to stay home and I didn't want him to you know, lose his shit if we were to do that too. So all those things had an impact on this year. I also had a different kind of mindset this year when it came to social media, because in 2022, I was definitely very social media focused and that paid off. Like my numbers in terms of my following on different platforms went up, different opportunities came from that. And ultimately the people that were following me were learning and I was able to teach and you know, bring some of you guys over here onto the podcast or onto my newsletter and be able to reach people in different ways. So that is the ultimate goal. But in 2023, this was the first full calendar year that I was working for myself. And so I had to be really strategic and kind of at different points in time, take a step back and take a look at how things were going and where I needed to refocus my energy and my efforts and what 
was going to make me money, right? And social media can, and every now and then it does, but that's not my main source of income. So I stepped back a bit from social media, how consistently I was posting and how much I was showing up on there. Definitely how much I was scrolling just for my own consumption. I I couldn't even tell you the last time I went on Instagram just for like my own fun and just like scrolled on my business account, which I used to do probably every single day. Like that would be like my morning coffee routine. I would just scroll through and engage with people and comment. I don't know. It's very like love-hate relationship with Instagram and me. More of a TikTok girl myself. But yes, so I focused on social media less, which was great and a very welcomed change because another thing that I noticed this year was I am like allergic to my phone now. And I say that as a warning to anyone else who is going hard on social media for your business. You may already be there, but if you aren't and you've been going like super hard, I would say work in breaks and make sure that you're just being aware of how you feel about it because I honestly was doing that. I would say that I have pretty good like balance when it comes to work and life and being able to disconnect and not feeling the need to be glued to my phone. But I think just the prolonged use and exposure to and focus on social media, I guess burnt me out, I guess is the word for it. I can't really think of anything else. I was just kind of like, ugh, like, (laughs) you know, it's like, I don't want to be here. I don't like what I'm seeing here was a lot of it I think that was kind of bumming me out and I've talked in the past about how intentional I am with curating my feeds to be like a positive place that I would like to scroll through and whether it's the algorithms changing or the people that I followed changing and posting different stuff or whatever I was just so often finding that I was like bummed out or getting like icky vibes when I was on there so I stepped away from that a little bit. I much prefer to show up in my stories, to be honest, on Instagram or Facebook versus putting together a full post. I've been going back to posting more photos and like carousels versus putting reels together and stuff because again, it felt, it just didn't feel good and it wasn't feeling organic and I never want to force anything for the sake of just doing something or because I really want to chase the numbers. Like at the end of the day, I figured out that the numbers aren't a reflection on anything else, especially the income that you have in your business. So I felt really comfortable making that discovery and pulling back in that way. And ultimately, I realized how much time was being used up in my days. I was doing a time audit and I realized that doing the weekly podcast episode, having a weekly newsletter that I sent out, and then attempting to post There was a point in time when I was posting five times a week on, well, I guess Instagram and TikTok, but then that would also be repurposed elsewhere. So I would put on Pinterest sometimes. I would usually try and put it on YouTube as like a video or a short. Um, There was a point in time I was putting it on Twitter as well. Then that went to X and then I just kind of like dropped that strategy. So there's just always like a lot going on that wasn't always having It wasn't reaping the benefits and I wasn't really thinking about that prior. So not to say that I'm not going to continue to be on social media or that it may not end up as like a bigger part of my strategy as I move forward. But for the time being, I said that I'm going to prioritize the podcast because that's the thing I enjoy doing the most, to be honest. I like to just show up and shoot the shit here. I no longer script my podcast episodes. I don't know if that 
was obvious when I made that change, but I used to write everything out that I wanted to say and then I would read it and it was my own voice because it was my own writing style and I really enjoy writing. And then I would also repurpose that as a blog post, but the amount of time that it took to write out the podcast script, then record it and then edit it and then put together the show notes and upload and schedule it was just like so much time in my day. And I was like, at the end of the day, these are just my own thoughts that I'm putting together. So why don't I just push record and talk, you know, like a podcast. So I hope that the production value or the quality of content hasn't changed as a result. If you feel like it has, please do reach out and let me know because I'm totally willing to go back if you feel like I have sacrificed anything in doing so. But this is just so much more efficient at this point in time. Another thing that I noticed this year is that, I kind of mentioned it before, but I found that my motivation kind of ebbed and flowed a little bit more than it was last year. Last year, it was kind of at an all-time high pretty consistently, and I attribute that to probably being at a high because I had just quit my full-time job. I was doing this full-time. I had all the setup things that I needed to get done. And it was kind of like, I needed to sprint through all of that setup stuff before I could get to the thicker, meatier stuff that would translate into more long-term, ongoing strategies. And when I got into that stuff, I was kind of not burnt out, but just like a little bit more tired because I had done that sprint earlier and was at that high for those so many months. So I just had to find more strategies to get that drive and that adrenaline back to whip through the other things that I wanted to get done, which ended up happening, but I just found that I had to be a little bit more intentional with it. And if you go back, I have plenty of podcast episodes that I've posted over the last couple of years that can help you to get re-motivated, re-inspired, or encourage you to take some time if you need a little bit of time before you jump back into it as well. And that is something that I also did this year. So in the times when I wasn't motivated or when we were in the thick of training with Yukon and I just either wasn't able to get a whole lot done in the business or I wasn't prioritizing it because I was exhausted, I took that time to focus on myself and my health and I took time away from other things I was doing. Like I streamlined a lot of systems and processes that have been taking up a lot of time in my days so that I had ample time available in order to focus on myself. And that has been probably the biggest positive change I've noticed if I look back over 2023. And I feel so much better as a result of it. I consistently attended the gym. I have been really consistent with my fitness and my goals and trying to increase my goals in terms of my weight training and just keeping track of these kinds of things to try and push myself more and more. I challenged myself to try some new fitness classes, which I talked about in my Friday Furniture Focus newsletter. So I tried out an aerial hoop class, bungee fitness, a bar class I did recently. And I'm just really pushing myself to both for myself and my confidence, just like try new things that I haven't done before with people I don't know, and also to push the limits of my body or what I think I can do or what I think I'm capable of or good at. And just being willing to try out stuff that maybe I have no idea what to do, but it'll probably be fun and enjoyable in the process. And if nothing else, I know I'm going to get a good workout in. 
and I've been learning about different things like with hormone health and just nutrition and how our body reacts to different things and gut health and biohacking and these kinds of areas. And it has just been a different topic that I haven't done a deep dive into in my life previously. So I've learned a lot. And I've also simultaneously, and as a result of doing these things, like going to the gym and stuff, been prioritizing my body in different ways too, like stretching more consistently, just being attuned with what's going on in my body. And so that has been a really welcome change. And I've had a lot more time, so I've been able to lean back into cooking and like learning new recipes, something that I've always enjoyed, but just didn't have the time to do or wasn't prioritizing and making the time to do, I should say. So I've really enjoyed that as well. And we've come across so many recipes that are now in our regular rotation. I find a lot of them on TikTok. I just save them as I go. And I post a lot of those on my Instagram and Facebook stories as well. So if you're looking for some new good recipes, I'm often posting either what I make for dinner or what I've made and then linking the recipe to it so that you guys can try them out yourself as well. And the other thing that I did this year that was so needed was getting caught up on things that I've been putting off for like literally ever. I have such a tendency to just have the longest to-do list and push off things that are like kind of important and should really get done and I would really benefit from having done but it's not life or death stuff so like you just kind of like push it and then push a little bit more and then all of a sudden it's three years later. So when I started this business and started focusing a lot of my time outside of my nine to five job on this business, I found that I was pushing a lot of things because I would just prioritize the business stuff over the other stuff. So this year, now that I had not the nine to five to focus on and just the business, I like made a big list of things that I just needed to get done. And I gave myself the end date of the end of this year. And I got, I think, all of them done. So that has felt so good. And that included smaller things like reorganizing the garage and my workspace from scratch, um, reorganizing all my refinishing tools and my supplies. I did that before and after photo on my Instagram if you need some motivation to go do that. I renovated our powder room, which I had been planning to do for well over a year. You can see that process on Instagram and TikTok as well. I finally went and legally changed my last name to my husband's last name. And just for reference, we got married in July 2021. So that's something I've been putting off forever. (laughs) It was way easier than I thought it was going to be. And I also have gone through almost all this week. I plan to do the last two sections of my wardrobe and just throwing out anything that doesn't fit, that I don't like, that doesn't make me feel good in it. I'm just like getting rid of all that like excess stuff because I know it's just like cluttering my mind and cluttering my space. And at the end of the day, if I haven't worn it in like five years, I'm not going to wear it. And it feels so good. And I documented that series on my TikTok and YouTube as well. So if you're interested in seeing every piece of clothing that I own, feel free to go over there and check those out. I have playlists set up for it. And this coming week, I'm going to be doing all of my plaids, blazers, and dressier shirts. So stay tuned for those. There was also a lot of new things and firsts in 2023 as it relates to Mel did it herself. Like I mentioned, it was my first full calendar year self-employed, so that's a big deal. I launched the Furniture Refinishers Boot Camp, which was so much fun. And then the first cohort of my online course, Refinish Your Future, Four Weeks to a Profitable Furniture Flipping Side Hustle. 
which the waitlist is open if you are interested for the next cohort that will be launching sometime in the new year. So feel free to head to my website, meldidherself.ca to get signed up for that if you want to hear information when I launch it. But that was an amazing thing to get off of my list as well, because when I first started doing this work and started enjoying teaching people how to do it, having a course teaching people more widely how to do it and how to run it as a business once I really realized how much I enjoy the business aspect of things was like what I always said when people said like, oh, like, where do you want to take it? That was where I wanted to take it because I love bringing that education and being able to provide that consultation and advice to you guys and just share my journey. So that was like a really big deal for me to launch that. I felt really happy about it. (laughs) And then I also had a few different features that were very exciting. I was on the Get Thrifty podcast, as well as the Second Act Success podcast, and that was a great place to be able to share my journey and some furniture flipping tips. And in 2024, I have some other podcasts on my hit list that I would love to collaborate with in that way, so I'll let you know if those come to fruition. I was also featured in my first magazine, which was very exciting to have something tangible in my hand because although furniture pieces are very big and very tangible things, on the business side of things, my website, the podcast, my social media, all those things are like concepts in the cloud, on the internet, you know, these like non-tangible things. So to have a magazine, it was the Ottawa at Home magazine. I don't know if I mentioned that, but to have like, it was like a full page feature. It felt so cool. So that was an exciting first. And we also had our first podcast sponsor closer to the beginning of this year, which was Haven Conference. Shout out to Haven Conference because you always remember your first. And then I have just some numbers that I want to go through. Again, this is more just for me to refer back to in the coming years, but could be useful for you. I have definitely rambled on more than I intended to already. So I'm going to go through this stuff kind of fast. Social media growth, I actually might just skip this because to be honest, I did not have a ton of growth this year. Um, Instagram, I went up like 300-ish followers. TikTok, I went up 1,000-ish followers. YouTube, uh, 300-ish. Very limited growth on that end. But again, it wasn't something that I prioritized very consistently at all around July, I would say, I completely changed my social media strategy and who I was trying to target because I really switched to a more custom-based focus. So I was trying to target people in my local area much more than the wider furniture refinishing community because I wanted to get those custom slots booked because that was kind of guaranteed income and have that laid out for a couple months so that I would know what was coming my way because I found, especially in the second half of the year, I think just with inflation and the economy and everything getting so expensive, I was finding that my pieces on Marketplace just weren't selling super consistently. So that was resulting in more hit and miss income from that income stream. So that just caused me to reevaluate where can I prioritize reaching certain people that will result in more income. And then let's look at the newsletter. So my Friday Furniture Focused newsletter 
If you aren't already receiving it, make sure you go sign up, meldedherself.ca. It's where I share a lot more tidbits about my kind of day-to-day life and give updates there. I also share other furniture refinishers and tips and tricks for their furniture flips that they're sharing. I like to highlight other furniture artists and their pieces, their businesses, and getting to know them a little bit more. And I always keep everybody updated on what's going on in the podcast and other things that I'm releasing as well. That email list and this podcast, I would say, are like the top two main things that I like to focus on, especially over social media now, because this is the way that I'm I'm able to like kind of get into your life a little bit more stickily, if that makes sense. Like social media, maybe my posts show up, maybe they don't. Maybe you go looking for me, maybe you don't. But I know for me, when my podcasts feed switches to a new week, I know which days I'm going to have new podcast episodes from which people that I enjoy listening to. So I'm always going to go and listen. And if you are the same, first of all, thank you. Second of all, I want to make sure that I'm consistent and I'm always showing up here. I don't think we've ever had a week where I haven't posted. With the newsletter, I did a I think I started it in like July, this test where I switched over to doing it once a month versus once a week. And Essentially, I wanted to see if I was showing up too consistently where people would drop off of like how often they were opening it because they're not caught up from the previous newsletter or it was just too much all the time, you know, and it was definitely a time saver for me in terms of my week and what I was having to prepare, but it was kind of more that I didn't want to lose that relationship that I've built with you guys. So I will be doing an analysis of if that changed anything. I have had a couple people reach out and say, I don't think I get your newsletter anymore. And I explained that I just do it monthly. So I might end up switching that back and do it either bi-weekly or weekly again. For my email list, which is who I send the newsletter to, last year at the time of our 2022 year in review episode, I was at 197 subscribers. My goal for the year had been 200, and I I think I got to 290, or sorry, 199 by the end of December 31st. So I don't think I quite hit the goal, but I was like almost there. My goal for this year was to hit 500 subscribers, and I'm currently at 421. So, like, if you want to help a girl out to reach her goals and you aren't yet subscribed, number one, I think you'll enjoy the newsletter, so you should get it anyways. But number two, if you do, you're going to be helping me to reach my goals. So please and thank you. Yeah, so that was an increase of 113.7%, which is fabulous. I welcome everyone and anyone. So any increase is great. I think probably next year, for this coming year, the goal will be to hit a thousand. So we'll see. And the analytics that I track for this that are the most important to me are the average open rate and the click-through rate. My open rate last year, the average over the year was 54%. It is now 69.2%, which is great. That's a difference of a 28.14% increase. So love to see that because it means that people are interested in what I'm sending. And for reference, the average for the education sector specifically, which I don't even know if I necessarily fall within that overall, but it was the most relevant thing when I was looking at the sectors is 36.89%. And that's a 2023 stat. So we're about double that, which is amazing. 
the click-through rate, which is basically anything that I link in the newsletter, which is sometimes my stuff, like I'll link to the podcast, for example, or if I am launching the course or something like that. But I'll also link to other people's reels when they're sharing furniture tips and things like that. So it's hard to say what is what. I do have the breakdown if I go into my email server of what they're actually clicking on, but I don't track that every month. But the overall click-through rate for the year of 2022 was 3%, and that has now increased to 3.48%, which is a 16% increase. So that is great. I'm also linking to less in the newsletter now compared to last year. I also this year discovered that there is an automatic inactive feature in my contact list. So I use Wix to host my website, my email list, and all that stuff. And they will automatically mark a contact as inactive if they haven't opened, I don't know if it's your last three or your last five emails or something like that. So that can quickly put a lot of people inactive if they are either missing the stuff that comes in or it's going to their spam or their junk or something like that. I have since realized that that is a feature and every now and then I'll turn my Friday Furniture Focus newsletter to go to all contacts versus just active contacts to kind of like remind people that I'm still here and you know if they just kind of missed the previous ones then they will be able to open up the most recent one that comes in and that will then put them back on the active list so that was another change this year that could have affected the open rate in a negative way potentially but I'm glad I figured out that it was there because last year I was not emailing my inactive people and then the last thing I just wanted to go over was the podcast all you lovely people who are listening in thank you so much So the streams or listens from January to today, which is December 27th, there was a 384.44% increase in the amount of streams. And I calculated the growth rate month over month and the average growth rate last year was 41.33%. This year, it's 14.06%. However, putting the caveat in there that last year is when I started the podcast. So it was going from zero to whatever we got up to by the end of December. So that's obviously exponential growth. And if on average, every month we're going up 14% within a year, that's going to create a lot more result in a lot more people tuning in. So of course, I want to keep that going up as much as possible, but I am not concerned with that number whatsoever. Just because it has gone down relative to last year's, there's always more considerations and data to keep in mind. So if you're not someone who thinks critically about the numbers in research or surveys that you see, let that be a lesson that there is always qualitative data that could be relevant to consider as well. And that's the numbers that I wanted to kind of go over. Last year, I didn't end this episode with a Mel's motivational message, and I'm not going to today either, because like I said, you're about to get an influx of inspiring, motivating content that's going to be overwhelming your feeds. And so I know you're going to get that push that you need and that you may or may not be looking for. Don't worry, I'll be bringing you the motivation all year long once all that other stuff dies down. And instead, I just want to take a moment to say thank you so very much. I know a lot of you listen every single week because I get the Spotify wrapped from a podcaster's perspective. And I know how many of you I'm the number one podcast for. And that warms my heart more than I will even try to explain. 
I also tracked the numbers from last year's wrapped to this year's wrapped and the change was exponential and it is so validating but also encouraging to find out how many of you really are listening in because you don't get a lot of really great data when it comes to podcasts and you're kind of just talking into a microphone in your empty room and putting it on the internet and hoping that like someone's nodding along when you're talking or like smiling or laughing when you're making corny jokes and you don't always get the feedback that would necessarily want or you would hope to receive just because people are at the gym, on a walk, driving, like they're not always going to pick up their phone and send you a message after being like, loved that episode or that really resonated with me. But just know that any of you that do take the time or that remember to do so, it's always the highlight of my day because I know how easy it is to forget to do that kind of thing. But anybody who posts on any of my social media, who sends me a DM, who sends me an email, who replies to my newsletter, any of you that I've talked to, I not only recognize your name, your username, or your email address when it comes in because I know who's opening the newsletter, for example, like all of these things, I recognize you, I appreciate you. It makes my day when I get that feedback. And just this morning, I logged back on after taking a few days off from the holidays. I had a message from Alyssa. Alyssa, if you're listening in, I'm going to give you a shout out. She said, thanks for all your hard work in the podcast and newsletter. I greatly appreciate both and love when every Thursday comes so I get to listen to you. Have a wonderful holiday and new year. And that was two lines in length, but that got me so motivated to start my day. It got me so excited to jump on the podcast to record. Those little boosts are really all that I need to stay excited, motivated, willing and wanting to continue to do this stuff and to show up and connect with you guys. So thank you so much, Alyssa and everybody else who has reached out this year. I so appreciate every single one of you. And I thank you for your time that you spend with me every single week. Wishing you a happy and safe New Year's. And I'll be back next week in 2024. Talk to you then, busy bees.